The Off the Huzzle podcast recording live from Regina, Saskatchewan, presented by Rolo Golf. Now, here are your hosts, Drew Koser, Troy Koser, Turner Ripplinger, Tori Coughlin. Reminder, Off the Huzzle podcast is found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even YouTube. Now sit back and enjoy the podcast. Alrighty, we are back. Episode 147 of the Off the Huzzle podcast presented by Rolo Golf. That's it. That's all. Rolo Golf. Check them out today. Unbelievable swag. Unbelievable golf shirts, quarter zips, hats, you name it. Reminder, Hosel 25 at checkout for 25% off on all orders. That's Hosel 25 for at checkout at Rolo Golf. And before we introduce our hosts today, Free show is brought to you by Remax and Jeff Will. If you are buying or selling a house, deal with the top dog in Saskatoon, Remax and Jeff Will. They'll take care of you. Nobody markets more than he does. Nobody has a team working behind the scenes like him. He will get it done. It's not the marketing. It's the guy marketing it. That's Remax and Jeff Will. Thanks for all your support. We appreciate it. Now, here we go. Troy Coaster, the original co-host on the show today, and Tori Coglin down in Alabama. How are you, boys? Beautiful. Smooth as silk. What an ad. What a read. What an intro. That a kid? Funny. We're here. Nope. Hey, funny story before everyone sees this on, on YouTube later. <laughs> so I, I'm on the Zoom. I'm getting like the, the show ready to go tomorrow, like do some editing, whatever. And <laughs> Troy's screen pops up. Boom. Same shirt. I instantly start laughing that we're wearing the same exact shirt today. Uh, stars and stripes. Uh Obviously, the home of uh, Tori Codlin, but our guest today is from uh, in, in the Long Island, New York area. So uh, it's all fitting. The reason why we did it. So we're just trying to be like you, Tori. But uh, they are roller golf swag shirts that we're wearing today. So um, anyhow, that was my funny story. But what's up, boys? It was absolutely hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm good. I'm good. I just got off the grill, uh, and I had some computer issues last week and got my computer like completely redone, which is why I was late hopping on. So I apologize because Zoom was today, hey? not installed anymore. Yeah, <laughs> so nightmare. Troy, Paid for by the company though. Hello. Oh, nice, nice. Ready to charge, uh, Troy? What's new with you, man? What's going on? Eh, not too much, fellas. Good to see your ugly mugs. Uh, just got off the pickleball courts today. Another match. I think five and seven days here. Um, Chicken eight, dinner. Eight out of ten, or eight out of two. Holy my god! Eight, eight out, out of, of ten. Two. Eight out of ten. Lost two. So uh, that's solid, dude. Good work. I'm getting ready for 2028 Olympics. Um, pickleball will be introduced as a, an official sport, and I'm hoping to represent Canada as a pickleball machine love it a uh, little note for the future coming up in the program is i know we have a new sponsor the company is called neonic spelled n-e-o-n-i-c they make like top of the line pickleball rackets for the average joe where you can purchase these rackets for roughly you know 350 bucks american but through them through them that's the beautiful part is 99 bucks look the same feel the same play the same 
So uh, yeah, they're uh, Southern California. Neonic is the company, and they will be jumping on board with us here shortly. So I just thought to throw a plug out to them. That is awesome. A B, I cannot believe those cost that much. So the professionals, I, and I'm teaching you guys probably both something here. I, I I'm addicted to it. I started just shy of five weeks ago, and I cannot stop playing. I I'm hooked on it. It's all I watch on TV. I gave up on hockey. I don't even know who's in the lead anymore. No, I'm kidding. But uh, Ben Johns Oilers lost five straight. Yeah, BS. Ben Johns is the number one pickleball player in the world, and I think he's two years younger than Drew. I actually messaged him to try and get him on the show in the future. Here, hopefully, I can hear back from him. But it is the fastest growing sport in North America, and the reason why: cheap to rent courts, and all you need is a paddle and a pair of running shoes. So, um, nice. I might even give up the uh, TaylorMade golf clubs that Mike Lang is going to be providing us here for the uh, pickleball full time. I'm kidding. I'll I'll get the golf in too. So, you can send them my way. <laughs> awesome. So okay. So Troy's buzzing on on the courts. Uh, Tori's buzzing on the grill. I'm uh, busy coaching hockey, and you know that's. Always busy. So, and uh, just quick update: big wins, wins as in plural S for the Bru- uh, Bruins this past weekend. We took on the Broncos, won both games at home, put us in uh, I believe sixth place right now. We're starting to turn around. We have a home at home with Yorkton as is airing tomorrow night. Game one at home. One thing I'll say is, for all of junior hockey and Troy, you can probably attest to this as a fan and being a part of it, and you know being around like even our rank in our room and. Get out and watch junior hockey. Uh, you know, the Western Hockey League is great. If you're in the city, it's awesome. But if you have a night off, get out and watch junior A, junior B, whatever it is. Support your local teams. Uh, Tori, I know when you were back in Sask, you used to watch the, the Sask and Royals play a lot, I believe. Um, you know, it's important for these communities to have fans and supporters, obviously. But, you know, the revenue helps, obviously, all around. So go out and watch. It's good hockey. I mean, from, coming from a coach, I'm obviously biased, but it's it's hard hockey, and the SAS lead is a heavy lead. Oh, well, I'll put it that way. So, you know, Drew, it's funny you say that because I always tell my friends that you know I'm BSing about you know they know what you're doing now these days, but I I I think the SJ is better hockey than the Dub to be honest, or ju- I shouldn't say better, just as good. I think um, college is the best. Like college, CIU, college is great hockey. Yes. Like yeah, one like, other one other nice thing about getting out to those small town ranks, you know, is maybe you get lucky and you win a 50-50 like a certain <laughs> somebody. Yeah, you know what? Uh, my fiance went two for three. Uh, it was it was impressive. The first time she won, uh, I don't know what the number was, but good chunk to change. And then the next week, I think she I don't think she bought again. Maybe she did. Yeah, we bought Friday night. And then the third, and then the following week, she bought with my brother, and they split, and they they won again. I'm like. Oh boy. So then our parents came down to watch it and my mom's like, Oh, you buying one? She's like, Nope. So fiance's pretty smart. She didn't want to buy again and test the luck, but maybe she'll buy it tomorrow night. Rigged for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. So fellas, uh, we're on NHL All Star Break. Anybody check out this NHL draft platform they're doing tonight? Because I don't think many people in Toronto are, but I have not, I can turn it on. But no, you don't you don't have to, Tori. It's I, no. I had a quick junior hockey question, Drew. Yeah. Um, one no, I'm not gonna ask the joking question. Um, but is is humble fully like are they completely reloaded like all new players now? Yeah. Like I forget what year what year did that happen? Nineteen. Eighteen. Eighteen, yeah. Eighteen, yeah. So Okay, okay. Yeah, so they got happen. a full new crew now? 
Yeah, yeah, they're a good squad, man. I mean, the one thing I'll say about the whole lead, though, like it's there's a lot of parity in the lead, and Troy's been to enough games now. But on any given night, you know, as a coach, obviously, you know, you look at the standings and you hope that you can just you know dominate a team. But different than where I was at last year, like we knew, like we could just beat a team, right? Like we knew that. As whereas with this lead, it's so hard to win every night, night in, night out, that. The twelfth place team to beat the you know first second place team and you know like anyone can win so the parity in the league is is really high and it's great for it's great for the league obviously but um it's a lot different than you know the western league I think I mean the SJ is really hard hitting like that's the most hit I've seen in a long time compared to the western league is a lot more skill right so um we're not even talking about the line brawl that happened on Saturday night which you don't see too much in hockey anymore. Yeah, we had a liney on our game. It was, it was pretty sweet, actually. So um, we obviously got four points, big weekend for the fellows. And then, uh, yeah, we ended up having a little tussle at the end. So it's good. You gentlemen get any chance to watch anything at uh, ATT in Pebble Beach today? Negative. No, I had to work uh, all day. Rory got a two-stroke penalty for doing something stupid. Shouldn't have moved his ball, but he did. So two-stroke. And that actually took him out of the lead when I was watching. And Cantley finished with a clean scorecard minus five. Nice leader of round one. I have uh, three topics here to bring to Tory and Troy's way. Uh, one will be both for your guys' teams. The Oilers, I believe, I have all I want Troy is a number. How many wins have they won in a row? Go. I lost my headphones, but I'm assuming you're asking about the Oilers. If so, 16. 16. So, and the record is 17. Uh, the record is. Pittsburgh Penguins. And I believe they have won 25 of 28 since the coaching change. Is that correct? Yes. Pretty impressive and stuff. The coolest, coolest stat about Mr. Knobloch, the new coach. And again, I was always a big fan of Jay Woodcroft. Still am. But uh, since Chris Knobloch took over to Oilers, they have not lost to a Western Conference team, which is... And you know what? That could happen here. Their first game back uh, next week. Their first game back one for 17 is in Las Vegas. So you know that's going to be a good good game. Right. Um, um, I wanted to add on that. Oh, my gosh. They lost me now. Oilers 16 straight. Oh, all I'm going to say is this quick little snippet here is people are saying, oh, they haven't played any tough teams. I don't care. It's no different than I'm just talking about back to junior A hockey. Anyone can win on any given night. And the one thing I've always been told by a few of our guests we've had on fellows is that it's the National Hockey League. There's no easy days. The 32nd team to beat the first place team. So uh, I don't care. They've won 16 straight, whether it's the bottom 15 or the top 15. They've won 16 in a row, which is impressive at the National Hockey League level. Um, they're doing something special. It helps me be the best player in the world on your team. But all around, Paul Coffey back there, like the veteran and legend he is, is helping that decor. They're doing some special things. So, oh, he's turned Evan Bouchard into a different man this year ever since he came on board. But one thing with the Oilers that I was a little, um, how do I word it, stunned. But after thinking and analyzing, I thought it wasn't a bad idea. But getting Corey Perry, you hate him on any other team, but when he's on your team, you love him, and he fits that team. He's got he's got the playoff pedigree, right? Um, he's going to add a little bit of toughness. I mean, he is pushing 40 i think he's 38 39 years old but my question to you guys that watch the games actually it's a two-parter one is what do the oilers are they going to do anything at the trade deadline is there anything you guys think they need 
I have I I haven't watched them enough to really comment on this, but I'll, I'll tell you what's impressive about this win streak. I I think I heard somewhere Nugent Hopkins went like twelve games without a goal. Yeah, their bottom and, six are scoring a lot. Story like, but to go on that kind of streak without one of your studs not scoring at all, like that's I mean they're dangerous. I kept thinking that they might be looking for a backup for Pickard, but you know he's done really well. I'd keep him on it. I'd run. I'd run these two. You've won sixteen in a row. I I just ro- roll these two and and see what happens. Unless Kenny wants to deal with his first round pick, which he doesn't like doing at all. So I'm not I'm not too sure what they're gonna do. Um, but let the good times roll. Hey, okay? roll tide. Uh okay. Two more here before we go. I, right I, here. Actually, I I want one question sure, for you guys. Yeah, both sure. hockey go question. Ahead. Yeah. Leafs, Leafland. Well, Sheldon Keith on the hot seat. It's warm, but they're on a bit of a heater right now. Well, not when I say a bit of a heater, they got off of the cold streak. So I think they've won three or four in a row now. But every time they do that, then they'll lose them. So who knows? And everyone gets to celebrate uh, the All-Star break in Toronto. Sounds like a hoot. Um, yeah. remember our one one time guest Cam Jansen was like, "Where would you want to uh, play in the NHL right now?" If you're he's at Vegas, so uh, they should have all the All Star games in Vegas and Arizona. Some are some are cool, maybe California. Uh, last question here for our guest: the Vancouver Canucks, uh, big trade. Elias Lindholm's now there. Let her wag him. They're gross. They don't lose games. And, and nobody... that was a big pickup. Boy, they gave a lot up for him. Yeah, but I mean, I've heard nothing but bad things about the guy that went back to to Calgary, Kuzmenko. So, like locker room stuff. But I mean, hey, it, it's just so funny that in the media, nobody, especially out here in Western Canada, I can only imagine being East Canada. Nobody talks about him. Everyone's talking about the streak: Oilers, 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 sixteen in a row, sixteen in a row. And then you look at the standings, and Vancouver's got what ten points on the Oilers. It's just like, how come no one talks about this team? And they don't have a bunch of all-stars either. They're just a tough team to play against. Rick Tockett's done such a good job with that team. Yeah, they're playing good hockey. Uh, Since the day he stepped in, it's been like game changer. Absolute. Okay. I think that's it for now until we get uh, through our first free show guest today. This might be the first time ever, I think. He might correct me after this, but I'm going to Get him on here. Uh, we're pleased to have on today. Join for the pre-show today. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and you might correct me on all this. He's the founder, the president, the owner, the man, the myth, the legend behind the great swag that we are wearing today. It's booming. It's unbelievable. I love it. It's Rick. I mean, I'm a sweaty guy, and it keeps me dry. So, nice uh, Ryan. Pleased to have on today Ryan Gobail, the president, owner, and the legend behind the roller golf brand how are we oh, i'm doing good boys thanks for having me first of all i'm sad that i didn't wear my america shirt today Tori, you missed the memo too but uh <laughs> no thanks for having me boys looking forward to it you know what this wasn't planned but our guest this after right after you is actually from the state so i thought i put it on it was fitting troy joins the zoom boom he's wearing it and then uh tory just being all the way down in alabama which it's, it's just fitting that he's already american so uh but he's wearing the f-bomb hat uh, Ryan, first he's off, he's got the gold mic, so he's good. Yeah, boom, <laughs> keep it classy, you know. 
That's one of those uh, kids bop mics. He's got from the Walmart. Ryan, let's uh, let's go right into hey, where did you get the idea to start? Uh, you know, Rolo, uh, where did it come from? How many years ago now? And you know, just maybe talk about it a little bit. Yeah, believe it or not, actually, Rolo wasn't my idea. I uh, happened to link up with the guys a couple months after they they started Rolo, and I uh, they generously called me a founder, but I I don't know that uh, I fit in the, the literal sense of the word. So. Uh, well, we started up in 2020, maybe end of the year, and really got rolling later in 2021. Kind of became more of a a full time thing in 2021 uh, after being more of a side project to start. So, uh, got to give the the uh, credit to my former business partners for starting up. It's named after one of their dogs, and and uh, admittedly, I don't know if I was crazy about the name to start, but it's grown on me, and not staying the same. So, I love. Well, I was just going to say, Ryan, Drew and I had the the lucky experience to actually go through the warehouse this past summer and just both kind of were in awe of your stock, your inventory, what you have. You think in Regina, Saskatchewan, this is here and you're sending out shirts to guys like Adam Sandler. To me, that's so cool. Seeing on social media, people wearing your brand, the brand that we wear and represent. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that's... Uh... I wish I could say I get take the credit for selling it to Adam Sandler, but <laughs> I think they buy under aliases and different names. And um, we reached out to his manager back in the day, and, and they wouldn't uh, they wouldn't tell us who they're buying under, so we can't we can't figure out where they're coming from. But uh, that was certainly a you know a fun feather in the cap, and uh, you know it started in Toronto, and and I just got sick of flying back and forth, um, as we all know with air travel these days. It uh, my four hour flight oftentimes turned into an entire day or two days getting home. So, uh, because I'm from here, I figured we'd, you know, move it on over and, and obviously becoming, uh, the sole owner of the company helps help me make that an easier decision. And, and, uh, yeah, in, uh, I can call it little Regina, but, uh, obviously a city in, in Saskatchewan, but yeah, I know it's exciting to be at home now and it's, it's fun to be able to bring guys through it. Now it's uh, a little more close to home than it used to be. So does Rolo golf have any big plans? Uh, for 2024 new merch any new designs that you can let our listeners know about yeah you guys caught me at a i drew a short on podcast guest tonight and that's how, how i'm here <laughs> i'm sure but uh caught me at a good time i got a text maybe uh or an email two hours ago saying our stuff is uh, is on the truck now uh from vancouver so sometime in the next one to four or five days we'll have you know twenty thousand shirts lined at the at the warehouse I think with that, we've got about, you know, 35 new designs coming out in the next six months. And uh, I guess the one thing we do is different than, you know, a lot of other brands is is usually once a, a pattern sells out, we we discontinue it and we start something new. So, um, yeah, we got a lot of new stuff coming out pretty quick and we'll have you guys outfitted and you guys won't have to wear the same clothes anymore because we'll get you we'll get you set up <laughs> with some new gear. So that's uh, it's exciting time for us right now. I'm really pumped. I like the ones I got. <laughs> we'll get you more. I'll get you more. You don't have to give the other ones back. <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm sorry. I keep cutting Drew off, but you know, so this past April, Ryan, I was down in Palm Springs and I got the fortune of playing golf at PGA West stadium with Not a golf pro golf coach, uh, Dave Fink, who we've had on our podcast. And I was wearing a hot dog shirt and he just couldn't freaking believe. He was like, I need one of those shirts. Any one of those shirts. I actually, we reached out to him. He can't wear Rolo Golf because he signed a deal with someone else. I can't say and whatnot, but uh, he was really like one. He loved the he loved the material, he loved the shirt. He thought everything about it was so cool, you know. So I'm wondering, off the truck coming from Vancouver, if you got you know, so you got twenty thousand shirts coming in, 
I don't know, I'm thinking like a thousand off the hall, different ones, like different styles, different colors. Man, you guys, you guys should have let me know ahead of time. We should, don't want to, we just five percent. Yeah, no problem. We'll we'll write you in a commission. We'll just split the we'll split the cost 50-50 and really drain everyone's bank accounts here and get it going. Ryan had no idea this was not a podcast. Actually, it's a, it's a business meeting for us. Uh, no, hey, I have a question, and before, and I want Tori to ask one because I know he's been trying to speak for the last twelve minutes. But uh, the design game, I mean, like, you know, I've seen the ones in the past, and I think it was loud, loud, loudmouth or loud golf or whatever it was, or way back when, like the John Daly style. Where did the design, you know, I don't know if you want to call them funky or crazy or, you know, lots or loud more or less. Uh, or that come to mind for you and you know fruition and have roller golf is, you know, you know a lot of logos more or less. I think uh, for us, and, and this is like I said, I didn't start the company, but I I think it's the forefront of my mind a lot. We make new products, and and I was just actually in Orlando at the PGA Show working on developing some new stuff. Um, I think the forefront of our mind is you know how can we get people to buy this and and uh, you know not to put our brand down. I think I, I'd stack our quality against any other brand but when you really think about it you, you say like well i don't have the swoosh or i don't have the under armor or i don't have the you know the three stripes or anything like that and, and if i'm going to compete head-to-head on a plain black polo with a nike i might feel like i can make a better polo but it's not about who makes the best polo always it's about you know what can you get yeah. the consumer to buy and again i don't have the swoosh which is the biggest you know apparel global brand in the world probably the biggest global brand in the world so you know for us is about how can we make something different and and nowadays you can run across about a dozen of, you know, pattern, pattern shirt makers, at, you know, in a, in a city block, but, you know, back when we started, it wasn't quite that way. And, and uh, it's part of the reason we've evolved over time, but, you know, like I said, we're making new, you know, new products. We're just, we're making pants right now. Like, okay, well, how can we make somebody buy our pants instead of, instead of, uh, you know, another brand like a Lululemon or a Nike or Adidas or whatever it is. And, and, uh, so we put a lot of thought into that when we make our products. And I think that's part of why, you know, the patterns look the way they do. I love it. Tori, go ahead, big guy. No, I've got a million. <clears throat> just, I've said it before when we're promoting you, just like the quality is unmatched. Like I've never worn shirts that felt that comfortable. It's unbelievable. Like I'd wear them to bed. I'd, I've said it before. I'd get bed sheets made of it. It's incredible stuff. Also, I I do have a question. Are you in Regina right now? Yeah, yeah. I'm finally home for a bit, so it's good. It's okay because I've been seeing on, on your on your social media. It looked like you're playing a lot of golf. I was just in Orlando. For, I played I played six rounds of golf in, uh, in Florida last week, so I was it was a bit of a treat. I uh, yeah, I got to got to do the tour around work trip work trip well my best course is a work trip i played uh played stone crest a buddy of mine owns owns the course uh down on floor so i played that uh the friday saturday at 27 a day monday we did uh or i did i drove in i ditched the rest of the guys i played magnolia and then i played we played uh waldorf Astoria tuesday and and it was a nice way to cap it off and then wednesday thursday friday we did the uh the pga show dang yeah so stone crest you went and played with linda yeah, well, I played mostly by myself. Lennon was working. I was like, see you later, man. I'm going to go play some golf. I don't have much to do here. So, Okay, Drew, we I, really got to get this podcast going. We got one guy that's got his own golf shirt brand. We got one guy that owns a golf course, and we got one guy down south, and you and I and Regina and S of M. We got to get going here. We got to get hey, going somewhere and hey, do some golf. 
we can now we can go now. We have the swag, we have a golf course, we're perfect. All we, you know what? Our next guest should be a private jet, private jet guy, and then we're just buddies with that guy. Private jet guy, he's our guy. So if anyone knows a private jet person, we need you. Corey, you're part of a pyramid scheme and no one told you yet, hey? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> hey, right. I it. wanted to piggyback Drew's question about the design and, and like the material and whatnot. And I don't know if this is what Drew's trying to ask, but some, I'm curious about, how do you guys come up with your patterns as in design? Like I got stars and stripes. You've got, I believe, the tequila glasses, or I can't really see on my screen. Uh, cactuses, it's neon, neon party, yeah, neon party. Yeah, so how do you come up with like those designs and who does that? You guys just sit and collaborate as a group and go, okay, well, this might sell. Or do you guys have someone that's you guys hire that want to see those patterns? Uh, that's evolved over time. Uh, we used to, you know, buy patterns online and, you know, think this might look cool, mock some stuff up. And I think the benefit we always had at the start is my business, I guess, ex, ex business partners now owned a, a big digital media firm. So we had the ability to mock things up in a way that looked like a real shirt. Um, you know, over time now we, we, we have it in house. So I have a designer on staff who, you know, if we dream it up, he makes it, uh, which is great, but, uh, it's, uh, it's definitely changed over time from being like, you know, I'd say small potatoes where I was like, Hey, you know, if you wanted a shirt with weed on it, we'd have to go Google like <laughs> cool wheat patterns. Um, and now we make our own stuff. Uh, and the benefit of that is now we're not releasing the same, you know, clothes as the shirt I'm wearing, actually, believe it or not, there's a brand that makes a button up with a very similar or same pattern. Um, we're not running into the same problems now, which is nice. Um, you know, we have, wait till you guys see our America one this year. It's, uh, it's very America. It's all it's missing is the bald eagle, boys. I can't wait. I can't wait. Corey's so happy. I'll take that one, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, hey, Ryan. Question for you. I wanted to ask you. I texted you about it, but um, and you know, you can be honest. You could be, you know, or lie. But um, you know, being, you know, for us, obviously, well, I just will talk on on our behalf. But our presenting sponsor of our podcast, and you, you've done nothing but great things for us, and you know, you've been great to us, and the swag we wear, obviously, we love it. We're not bullshit when we say it's unreal. That would just be rude. But, you know, what does it mean for Roll of Golf and, you know, maybe you to have, you know, obviously you and I have a connection over the years, but to be, you know, be uh, partnered up with the podcast like us? Yeah. It's, uh, I guess when you start a brand, this is kind of part of what's like the cool part of owning a company is that, you know, not only, you know, try to make a living for myself, but I get to, you know, partner up with, whether it's guys or gals or, you know, golf or hockey or whatever it is, it, it's opened a lot of other doors for, for us in terms of like, we could throw around some polos and I get to come talk on the podcast and I wasn't good enough at hockey or golf to get on the podcast. So I had to wheel some shirts for it, <laughs> but uh, no, it's fun, man. It's kind of what makes this business fun is that you get to get involved with, with some more stuff and um, you know, selling shirts isn't much different than selling cars or selling houses or whatever else, but what makes it more fun for me is obviously I get to hang out with guys in the golf industry all the time. And, um, you know, obviously a few other industries too, but, uh, golf industry specifically is, you know, I'm, I'm not going to play golf in Florida for a week last year or last, last week, if I'm not, not involved in this. So, right. Uh, it, it allows me to do a lot more, you know, do a lot more things than I would have before. And this is, this is one of those things. Hey, have are you guys thinking about ever doing anything different like uh baseball jerseys or hockey jerseys or anything like that? Oh boy, now we're gonna really hit the rabbit. Or is that like a I, terrible question? I don't know. I I have another company that does that already, actually. I, I own a marketing company 
the secondary of this company and we I'm, we do some jerseys and and uh, I was actually picking on Drew the other day to see if we couldn't get a, get our stuff on the backs of all the SJ players and then I thought about how much work that might be and I decided <laughs> to wait until the next round of <laughs> the next round of uh, proposals for the jerseys but yeah I mean I'd say Rolo is pretty focused on golf apparel um, you know for example like I said we're coming out with a pant and I, I wouldn't even say it's a golf pant necessarily um that's maybe was as far as ways we'll stray from golf though it's like you know it's a golf apparel product but it's something that other people can buy and i'm sure we'll sell it to stores that aren't golf related because i I think it's a great pan i think it's going to be the best pants on the market and and it took me a long time to get to the pant that i would say that about we're on prototype 20 or more of of pants right now and finally i'm ready to release something that uh, you know my thought with it is if we're not excited to wear it why would we sell it so um, right. you know, that comes back to when you talk about the quality, it's if, you know, if I don't wake up in the morning and I'm pumped to sell, I, Tori, you mentioned you wear it to bed. I always say when you come home from work, you take your t-shirt off and put on your Rolo shirt and go sit on the couch. Um, and it's the opposite of that with a lot of polos. So no, it's, it's, uh, I guess that's the product thing for us. We won't release something until we think it's great. And, and that's why we're, you know, a little thin on our product line and, um, you know, over time it, it grows, but we don't release a product until we think it's really, really good. I respect so, that. Yeah, no, people probably think I'm bullshitting when I say that, but I, I'm not kidding. Like, it's like wearing just velvet. <laughs> it's incredible. I, I sent Tori an e-transfer before this podcast and <laughs> with some talking points. <laughs> so that's why he was late showing up for the pre-show. Yeah, okay, you, you actually just sold the company to Tori. It's awesome. Okay, Tori and I are on the bottom of the pyramid, but uh, <laughs> I sent Tori the money. We just went above the we went above the tip of the tip of the iceberg there. Hey, there's <laughs> only one way to go, but up. That's so, right, Ryan. Getting back to the pants, I'm a thirty thirty, and if you want a guy that sits around and lounges seven days a week, you should really get me into the office. I'll try them on and let you know how they are. Um, I wonder if they're good for pickleball. Hey, Drew. Yeah, there you go. It's a pickleball pants. Hey, they're, they're going to be some joggers. So you'll be, uh, you'll be, a, you'll be a clad or a fancy looking dad there. I, I tell you what, I think they might be too nice for lounging. Even we uh, had, a, had a guy say, I'm going to order some pants. He's like, I'm not into joggers, but I might wear them around the house. I think they're too nice for around the house, bro. But uh, we'll get you into the shorts there, Troy. And then you can wear them out, uh, out on the deck. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds like a plan. Uh, one last thing that I have to add, Drew, is your company's done so well and I'm so glad that we partnered up with you. And it's pretty cool on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, sorry, not Twitter X that every time we put out a show, you guys are involved with it. I saw a few weeks ago and I thought it was pretty damn cool. Zach Benson wearing your stuff, you know, Buffalo Sabre first round pick friend of our show. And he he's bragging about your product. So it's just kind of cool to have that partnership with you guys. Yeah, we're going to have to start calling the hashtag Hosel Boys with the Z at the end there. Hey, like Zach Benson, what'd you guys, you guys did dregs for us? Was dregs you guys or was it us? Can read. Yeah. yeah. Regardless though, but I think it goes back to us, you know, like if we didn't help in any way for you guys, I mean, that's, I think that's the best partnership in, in, in itself. I mean, if we help you and you help them and it all, it all works out in the end. So I think it's pretty cool that way. If you guys ever quit your podcasting, you guys can just be our, uh, our talent managers. <laughs> for the influencers well speaking of talent our guest coming up tonight uh he's definitely 1000 percent gonna want one of these and uh we'll talk to you ryan about that after but i well, guarantee he'll be requesting one of these so they reproduce it we're sold out boys we're sold out of those ones 
Well, the new one coming out then. The new one. The new yeah. one. The new one's nicer. They'll be they'll be more excited about the new one. I'll send you guys a pic when we're done here. Last last question for Ryan here. Let's see if there's anything else to add before he leaves. Um, and, and maybe this is probably a statement first, and then a question to follow, and he'll probably correct me on this. But I believe he was director of sales and marketing at one point. Correct. One, like one of the first jobs for the SVM Bruins went on to the Swifter and Broncos and actually won a ring. Uh, and is that ring in your presence right now? Can we see the ring? Oh, I can text my wife to come get it while I, while I get your next one. Hold on. So, I'll get to that. I got a few of them, boys. Hey, that, that RG on your hat. That's what I thought. Rolo Golf. I was just thinking Regina. I don't know why. No, I thought uh, Ryan Gobale. That's Regina Goulet. Or, right, yeah. It could be a lot of things. <laughs> we, we call it the ever. narcissist cap internally. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally made, we were just joking around. Guys like, hey, put your initial on the hat. I'm like, that's pretty sick. We should make that. So, yeah, we call it the narcissist cap. And and uh, we go from there. I'm just trying to get my wife's attention here. If not, Aldred, you can send a picture and then we'll tweet it out later or Instagram. Oh, it's, it's not it's nothing too special. You you can get a you can get a award or a ring for selling the board stickers is pretty good. <laughs> hey, I, I get it. I do it every day. So I mean to get one for, for doing Drew, it. Drew really weaseled his way to the stickers and the coaching. I what are they? I'm not sure which one they hired him for primarily. <laughs> like, this guy's a sales guy, also coaches, so this must be a best of both worlds. It was perfect. That's the that's the SJ special there, the old two for one. That hey, that's pretty good because the last guy I remember doing that was Braden Klamosko. So yep. if uh, you just head your head your way up the ranks and and uh, get yourself your own job, there you'd be all set. I don't think he sells the board stickers anymore either. Uh, so. I, I doubt it. I used to be busy watching the I think he won three three and five years. So he's he's a great dude. He actually was my assistant one time years ago. So. He was uh, your assistant? Or sorry. Yeah, when I was playing. When I was like way back when. Yeah, he, sorry. He was an assistant. Not my a long assistant. time ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is this ring on its way, Ryan? Or should we just yeah, cut him off she's here? bringing it. She's bringing it, boys. Oh, here we go. We're live. It's nothing. Coming in it's hot. Any more questions here? For my Ryan? House is, it shouldn't, shouldn't take long because my house is not big. So <laughs> she's all set. I have doors, though, not like Drew. Or is that a window? <laughs> this is my, what did you say? No, I said I have doors, but I realized that's probably a window behind you, not oh, a door. Oh, yeah, it's a window, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, Ryan, Ryan, while we're waiting, what was your uh, best round and worst round in Florida? In Florida? Oh, boy. Uh, my best round was a 74. I know that. At Magnolia. Um, that's what I call the even a blind squirrel finds a nut sometimes round. And uh, I, my worst round was probably 84. I, I think it was 84 at uh, Waldorf as the 47-37 split, as my golf partners would call us the Ryan Gobey special because that's not un uncommon for me. It happens. All right, you guys want to check it out? It's, yeah. it's uh, Get nice and tight at the camera. Can't see it. Bring it in. There you go. Look at that. Oh, that's Let's sick, dude. Broncos. Uh, what a, what a year that was. And that's for, what, what was your, uh, what was your marketing dollars that year? Uh, well, I got there that year. They were less than the year after. Oh, we did more in the nine win season than we did in the 50 win <laughs> season. I think so. I, uh, I came on board how the, you know, the best part of that is I came on board halfway through that season. I didn't even like really do much. I just got there at the trade deadline. You got traded there. 
yeah well then we sold out like 20 straight games once i got there and so i was doing pretty good and and uh if i said i had anything to do with the ticket sales you'd be lying but i mean they sold out every game that i was there so pretty good i think it's a win-win situation yeah, um yeah. you have anything to add there or you good no, no, I'm just saying I got some free jewelry out of it that oh. maybe one day if I go with Brolo goes tits up, I'll just pawn it off and I'll be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> You're set. Uh, okay, well, I know you have a phone call here in one minute with uh, probably a business client here of your own. So, uh, Ryan, thanks for coming on the podcast. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Obviously, all your support and all your help with uh, you know being one of our, it's our presenting partner of the podcast. So we appreciate you and your team. Uh, I know Troy, Tori, and myself are very happy and Turner. Uh, that couldn't be here today, but uh, thanks, Ryan, for uh, jumping on today. Uh, thanks for having me, gents. We'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Ryan. Good to see you. Right. See you later, boys. I got a. All righty, there it, there it is. Oh, you love doing that, Tori. That's just extra work for me after. Uh, okay, Ryan Gobel just finishes up on the the pre-show. We got about uh, eight minutes here before we take a little break and go to our guest today. Uh, but boys, uh, thoughts, uh, I don't know, Troy, you've met Ryan. I've known Ryan a long time now. I mean, we used to golf and amateur, amateur junior golf like way back when, uh, just kept in touch over the years. Really good dude. I have a lot of time for him. He's, he's growing, growing a great company and Rolo itself. They do great work. Uh, Tori, you've had the pleasure, I think, just talking to him through like via text and whatnot, maybe a few phone calls, but you know, thoughts on, uh, just that little pre-show there with you know, him and how it all started. Yeah, no, he's a dynamite dude. Like I, I, I still want to try to work with him on selling stuff down here, you know, help him and myself both. Cause this product, again, I'm not bullshitting. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't like the word unbelievable, but it's, it's very, very, very elite. It's so good. And especially for the price they sell at, um, it's, it's just dynamite. Troy, anything to add on that? Troy? I, th- I think Troy froze. We got a frozen Troy. We got a frozen Troy. Okay. Uh, well, we'll wrap up the pre-show here. Reminder that the pre-show is presented by REMAX and Jeff Will. If you're buying or selling a house, deal with the top dog in Saskatoon. It's REMAX and Jeff Will. They'll take care of you. Nobody markets more than he does. Nobody has a team working behind the scenes like him. He will get it done. It's not the marketing. It's the guy marketing it. That's Remax and Jeff Will. Check him out. If you're buying a house, do it. Call them. Call Jeff. Call Remax. Call Jeff. And then call Remax. They'll take care of you. Uh, thanks, Jeff, for all your support. That's the pre-show, though. Rolo Golf president on. Um, I, I loved it. Troy, one quick note here before we wrap her up. Yeah, I just want to say sorry, fellas. I my computer froze up there, so I kind of missed the last forty five seconds. Whatever you guys were talking about, hopefully it wasn't me. But uh, I know Jeff or Jeff Ryan was on our on our pre show. Sorry, brain scattered here. <laughs> it was uh, pretty cool having having him on the show. I know Drew and I met him in person. Been to the warehouse. It's crazy to see how many shirts they can fit in that building. We were actually there the one day when that remember Drew that truck shipment came in, and he was all yeah. excited about. And that was back in the spring of last year, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah spring, I guess. Later early. So, so. And and Ryan said they've got a bunch of new product, new swag coming out. Really excited. Roller golf. Absolutely. Roller golf. Rollergolf.com. Check them out. And like Tori keeps saying, this stuff here that we're wearing right now is like uh softer than Charmin. 
And that is the pre-show. We already did the pre-show ad. Tori's are jumping right away here. Reminder, it's Hazel 25 at checkout on a roll of golf, Hazel 25. And maybe help uh, Zach Benson because Zach's got better things maybe. The, you know, the NHL. So it's uh, Benson25 uh, if you want to use uh, Zach Benson's code down in Buffalo or anywhere in the world. So check out those two. Tori, quick note here. Quick thing that kind of brings two things together. He needs to sell to Nick Dunlap. What a story that was. I don't know if you guys paid attention to that. <gasps> Drew Kosher. Well, I'll, I'll check it after you'll send me a text. But first, I know Troy has to have a quick little washroom break. Tori's got to use the washroom. And we're going live to episode 147. Casey Stern out of Long Island, New York, coming up next on the Off the Hustle podcast. We hope you enjoy it. It's time to relax and spend your weekend with family and friends at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and 1124 Social House. Willie's Tap House is your local watering hole where you can enjoy good times, cold drinks, and spend that much-needed time with friends and family over the best gourmet pizza around. Already episode 147, our guest today. We are pleased to have on the podcast today from, oh boy, I'm going to mess this up, Massapeka, New York. He is an MLB wizard and a great sports host and has his own podcast called Unfiltered. Thank you so much today. Casey Stern joining the podcast today. We had some technical difficulties to start it out, but hey, we're here. We're all here, ready to rock. Casey, thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, of course. My first day in media, so clearly I got to have some tech issues. Good to be with you, boys. Good to be with you. Also, did I say the name correctly of where you were from? Yeah, Massapequa. Massapequa, which is the home of Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, no shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, went to my high school. Um, it's also Joey Buttafuoco oh, and, yeah. you know, that Ooh. whole thing. So, yeah, the the Amy Fisher, Joey Buttafuoco story. Yep, yeah. Massapequa, Long Island. <laughs> uh, the Baldwin brothers, uh, Alec and Steven and Billy Baldwin and all of them, Massapequa High School. So, yeah, yeah, famous territory. And me. All, all in the it. same grade, eh? That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, we were not uh, not the same age, but yeah, yeah, same place. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Uh, hey, so this is obviously a big one today. Obviously, you know, for Troy especially, he's a big, big baseball guy. Tory dabbles in it. I watch Moneyball at least four times a month, but that's about it. So I'm a big A's fan just for the movie. I try and get into baseball. They're so long, but I'm going to let Troy handle most of the questions today. I have two. I'll chime in. But, uh, you know, first off, Troy says you're a huge Islanders fan. As I just saw in the background. Uh, what's new with you? What's going on? How are the Islanders? What's happened? What's up? Well, well, yeah. I mean, so even though I cover baseball and I, I love baseball, been my you know the sport that I've dealt with over the last twenty years the most. My favorite hockey is my favorite sport, and uh, the Islanders have been my favorite team my whole life. So, so yeah. So we could talk some hockey too. I have no problem with that. My my Islanders just got Patrick Waz, you know, so we're we're doing okay. So that that can't be a bad thing. Uh, but yeah, things are good. I mean, this time of year is always. You know, kind of getting ready for baseball. You've got obviously pitchers and catchers reporting here in a couple of months, a couple of weeks, and you know you still got some free agents out there on the docket. So it's been a good sports time. But I'm like everybody else, getting ready for the Super Bowl and watching football. I mean, it's not a huge baseball time now. The Hall of Fame's gone. It's a little bit of a little bit of a dull time here for the next few weeks before we get going. So I have to ask: Are you a Swifty? Um, my daughters are. 
Um, I, I, I'm not necessarily not nothing against her. I don't really like the music that much. Not my thing. Um, but I do think that the, the vitriol and the hate surrounding it is, is just stupid. Um, you know, people care about like, I, I, I don't need to see drunk fans in the stands for 35 seconds. I'd rather look at Taylor Swift for 35 seconds. So it's like the difference between the two who, who really cares. <laughs> and it's brought in like $300 billion of revenue to the NFL. So it's like, they're not stupid. What do you expect them to do? And if the roles were reversed, like would you expect like a bunch of, you know, cause really it's guys complaining. So a bunch of girls complaining because of the Grammys, they were showing shots of Travis Kelsey. Like, would they be upset about that? It's a, it's, it's garbage. It's hot garbage. I mean, I don't Wait love, I don't love everything Colin Coward does, but he ripped this to shreds the other day. If you didn't see it, it and it's like four and a half minutes of gold because this thing is the fact that people are complaining about this is more what's wrong with like us here in the states, especially and just men in general, than it has anything to do with Taylor Swift. That went a little further than I thought it was going to go, but I was going <laughs> to piggyback your answer and say if it was Jason Kelsey, then women might be a little upset, you know, a little difference between Trav, brother Travis there, but um, yeah, you know, Casey, I met you on air and I'm going back. I'm 43. I'm going to say 12, 13 years ago, you used to be a host of one of my favorite shows on Sirius XM inside pitch every afternoon from three to five Saskatchewan time. I listened every day religiously. You're one of the, best baseball host radio host i have ever heard and and don't take this the wrong way you've got the voice you you're a good looking man too i can see you but you have a very good voice thank you no you have a very good voice for radio yeah so i used to listen to you guys every afternoon and you know you'd have guests like jimmy bowden and every player you could think of and and i remember i talked to you online because i used to phone in and i was probably the only guy from regina saskatchewan canada that would call in inside pitching and ask certain questions and I remember every spring you guys used to give a trip away to spring training. I mean, you got you got your number, right? And you had to play uh, roll the no, what the heck was it called? The wheel. Roll the, the wheel. wheel. And yeah. I ended up getting in, I think, two or three times, and I never won. And I don't know if it's because maybe Canada couldn't win. I'm not too sure, but I'll tell you, it sure made those because you guys used to run that program three or four days long. And the yeah. Friday, you'd give the trip away. And I know I'd be right by my radio sitting there going, okay, maybe this is my time. Maybe this is my time. Never happened. But, you know, I guess what I'm getting at is the show was such, such uh, an impact on my baseball life because I grew up not being a baseball fan. I joined Fantasy Baseball. This will be my 18th year. And that's what got me into the sport. I watch as much as I can. I love it. I love stats. I love hearing about it. Your time with Inside Pitch like I said, was the best show, in my opinion, on MLB on XM. Thank you. How did you get there? How did you get the job? And what would be your favorite memory of hosting that show? Oh, well, first of all, thank you. And I did it for 12 years. And The Wheel, which was just some stupid thing pulling back the curtain that I created to, you know, give us something to get a, a week of programming during the dull times where nobody really you know, gives a shit about baseball, honestly, during that time period. Um, so, you know, we, we put it together to kind of give people just fun trivia for a week. And, and it, the numbers were random. So I don't think it was anything personal in terms of, you know, that at least it, that's, they were supposed to be random. Um, how did I get the job? So I was at MLB.com 
in 2004 until about 2008. And when I realized that my time at LB.com was winding down, I found out that when the network came in that I wasn't being renewed. In the last winter meetings that I covered for them, which was out in Vegas, I was out there and networking. And I ended up meeting with the people from Sirius XM and doing my first shift, I think a couple of weeks later, like somewhere around Christmas time after winter meetings. And then started doing some shows, filling in on the afternoons with Rob Dibble. And I did my first year of Inside Pitch when I started hosting that show. I hosted with Kevin Kennedy for the first year. Um, and then I was with Bowden for a bunch and then Ryan Spielborgs and Brad Lidge over the course of the 12 years. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just got lucky. It's like anything else in this business specifically. It's kind of weird because it doesn't matter how good you are if you don't have luck. And like, you know, bump into the right person or network with the right person. It's not going to matter. Um, you know, I'm not a former athlete with the back of the baseball card. So you got to have some luck involved. But I was lucky enough to get that shot. And, and thank you. I appreciate that. I had fun doing that show. Yeah, it was 12 great years. Uh, best moment. Um, man, I all the live coverage is always my favorite being in the locker rooms. I mean, I did, you know, champagne celebration, live radio coverage from inside there for like 10 years in a row and you know doing and being in those celebrations was probably the the coolest part there's other games that i remember i mean i remember the david freeze game uh in st louis after josh hamilton had hit the home run and everybody thought that texas was going to win and then darren oliver and all of a sudden here comes david freeze and you know we literally like 10 seconds after the final pitch we're on air doing the post game show and that's the hardest time I've ever had hearing myself inside the headphones. Like it was so freaking loud down there in that field in that moment right after there. So being there for that kind of stuff was cool. Okay. Uh, I forgot Troy asked 13 questions there. Uh, Casey. So obviously you said you're a big, <laughs> yeah. big Islanders fan. Um, Huge. Die hard. You said uh, maybe. Yeah. Frankie Borelli, are you guys on the same level? I don't know if you know Frankie Borelli from Four Play Golf. I'm sure you've seen him in that the NASA Coliseum or whatever the wrench called now. But yeah, yeah, I'm 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 probably more sane than some of these guys are, but I'm I'm diehard like diehard. I I have I have only missed a handful of games over the last thirty something seasons. Okay, so yeah. when John Tavares got traded, were you very upset? No. Uh, when he signed with Toronto, no, I was not, because I, I knew he was going to leave. I mean, I would have left. I mean, you know, you're from Toronto and you you grew up in a blankie with you know Leafs colors on it. What the hell are you going to be doing on Long Island where they can't yeah. win anyway? And at the time, I mean, look, he, you know, when he ended up being part of that series where they beat Florida, it was the first time they'd won a first round playoff series in 23 years. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, I expected that he would leave. I thought that he would go, especially with Toronto in the mix. So yeah, I mean, look, I was sad to see him go. I'm not a hater. I I don't hate JT. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I I don't boo him. I'm not gonna, you know, boo him from my couch, and I'm not gonna boo him in the arena either. I get why people do it, but at the same time, I never took it as like he didn't love the island or he lied. This is how people are. Like I covered Pujols yeah. when he left the Cardinals, and people like. This dude has him and his wife, like the most charities you could ever have in that community. Everything they've got still is even when he went to the angels, like his whole career is still with St. Louis. That's where they live. 
And people are like, oh, he lied to us. He said he loved us. It's like, no, dude, you got $50 million more to go to the Angels. If you gave me a piece of paper and said, what would you do for $50 million? Outside of religious or moral things that maybe we wouldn't do, there ain't anything on that list. Like, I'll be the guy who scrapes blood after every hockey fight forever. I'll do whatever you need me to do. Like, it don't matter. Like, $50 million. So, for me, it's always about money. And the, the Tavares contract, which now doesn't look so great the way he's played here the last year or so, um, it is what it is. I mean, look, end of the day, they ended up getting to two conference finals without him, and they got to zero with him. True. For $50 million, I would get Drew's haircut. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, i do it for 50 bucks. I It would mean I'd have more <laughs> hair, so I'd take it. Fair. All right, Trey. Sorry, <laughs> go ahead. Or Tori, whatever. Yeah, I, I'm... Who's your... Who's your favorite Islander of all time? Oh. At LaFontaine. Oh. Oh, didn't see that coming. La, 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 yeah. LaFontaine. Wow. Yeah, Patty LaFontaine. Yeah, when I, so I was born in 78. My first hockey games that I went to were in the last cup season, but I was like five. So I was a kid, but I mean, clearly it's easy to become a fan of a team when you grow up. It's like I never blame my whole family are Yankee fans except for me. And I don't blame anybody that's a Yankee fan because if I was a if I was growing up, you know, I would have been a Yankee fan. I had a choice too. I just decided to rebel against everybody, so I chose the Mets. But for me, when I was growing up with the Islanders, they were great, and then they were terrible. And Pat Lafontaine was all they had. Like for like you know my like years like six or seven to like eleven, twelve, where I was like becoming a diehard hockey fan, watching every game, wanting to go to games. He was all they had. I mean, he was he was the best player on the team. Great player, clearly Hall of Famer. And his number should be retired a long time ago, and it's not by the Islanders, but that's a whole other story because he was a great Islander. But, um, yeah, Pat LaFontaine, my favorite Islander of all time. I'm glad you didn't say Glenn Healy. No, I love Heels, though. But, he's, but I mean, how could I not? Are you kidding? The, the game that they beat Pittsburgh in Game 7, David Volok scored the goal. But what people don't talk about is Glenn Healy stood on his head. I think he faced like 40 more shots than Barrasso did and somehow kept him in that game. I love Heels. Great personality, and he's nuts. But but no, probably after LaFontaine, Pierre Turgeon would be high on the list for me, for sure. 77. Hey, 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 hey Troy. So, I, I'm sorry, Casey. Troy and our uh, hockey card nerds, do you remember oh, what cool. number uh, Glenn Healy wore? Yeah, 35. Boom. I just whispered it in my head. I'm like, 35. Hey, yeah. I, okay, before Troy jumps in, I thought for sure he would say to Alexi Yashin, but anyhow, uh, Troy... No, and he wore 79, and the answer is no. <laughs> I was thinking Ziggy Palfy. I love Ziggy Palfy, who wore 16, and, you know, by the way, also, uh, before, actually, when he first came in, he wore 68 and tried to, with the hair, be exactly like Yager, and they switched his number to 16. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like Palfy. I like Palfy, but no, I LaFontaine... Um, LaFontaine for sure is number one, and yeah, I loved Pierre Turgeon. Like he was, I mean, he got to score fifty-five plus goals for us. And if Dale Hunter doesn't do what he did, um, and they had gotten by the Penguins, which they did, they would have had a much better shot to beat Montreal. And in that final, if you remember, it was the Kings, and they weren't like the greatest team, even though they had Gretzky and Barry Melrose and all that. Like they were beatable. Montreal took them down. So, you know, Turgeon's on that team, maybe a little bit of a different story. But, yeah, 77, who now, congratulations, just, uh, what, a couple months ago, now officially going to be a Hall of Famer. 
Yeah. Yep. I'm going to mention two things now. I was going to say ahead, one, Craig. but now you mentioned another one that are close to our hearts. So Melrose's are our second cousins. Yes. And uh, Brian Trache, you know who that is. Right? Yeah. Okay, just yes. making sure. You're going to never heard of for a second. I mean, I mean, diehard, I mean diehard Islander fan. I know, but he yeah, grew up just down the road. From, he, he grew oh, really? Down the road from us and played hockey with my father in law. So it's kind of cool. Oh, that's crazy. Cool Saskatchewan boy. But now I want to talk some baseball. Sorry. Yep. We wanted to have you on about three and a half weeks ago, four weeks ago, and it couldn't. Something happened. It just didn't happen. And this is right when Otani was. Yeah. I'm gonna sign in Toronto. And before, yeah. let me say, yeah. I'm not a I'm not a Blue Jays fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. So I just want to precursor that. I feel for you. Yes. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm myself. Yeah, currently, when, I mean, when, I don't when, feel when, for you when, the last 15 years, but in just got, general. When you, but, got, yeah. when you got the logo tattooed on your body, you got to stick with them. So that's it. That's it. Uh, Otani says he's coming to Toronto. The the plane is coming in. He had a, yeah. out of Canada watching this flight come in. Guys from, got, from Shark Tank. Yeah. yeah they get uh yeah robert uh yes you have was it kikuchi had the japanese sushi restaurant rented out for a party of 80 people that night so you got all of canada getting excited that shohei otani is gonna be a j most highest paid athlete in canadian history and then he signs with the dodgers now i have to ask a fan of baseball Yep. I cannot stand the Dodgers and the money they just throw at players left and right. The blank checkbook. Yeah. Do you think within the next two years no. the Dodgers win the World Series? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna say there's gonna be a salary cap. I was gonna say no. No, there's no salary cap. Um first of all, you know John Henry and the Red Sox could spend that money, but I don't want to get into that whole thing. I know. I know they're 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 not exactly broke. So, you know, clearly they they've spent plenty of money in the past and they have the money. They've got other ventures that they put their money into, but they have money. Um that's the problem with most of these teams, because like teams like the Pirates and the Twins could spend zillions of dollars and they don't. Like it's expensive to buy a baseball team, like even the worst team. So it's like, you know, the owner of the Reds, the Castellinis and these guys, like they've got money, they just don't spend it. Um I wasn't surprised at all that Otani went to the Dodgers. I hate what happened to you guys with the, you know, the from for the Jays fans at least because they were used a little bit probably to get the number up. But if you're Shohei Otani and you're already living in LA ish, because anybody's been to Anaheim, it's not LA, but you're close. And you got a chance to play for the Dodgers, who already look outside of Atlanta. They're clearly the best team in the National League. If Atlanta had gotten Otani, they would have been better than the Dodgers. But whichever one of those two, and that's about it, right? It's either Dodgers or I'm going to go play for the Yankees because that's when you grow up anywhere. Those are the two teams. I'm a Met fan. And when I was a kid walking into the old Yankee Stadium with my dad, who was a Yankee fan, I was like, it was like breathtaking. Because it was the old Yankee Stadium, and I hate the Yankees, but it's the Yankees. That's the Yankees and the Dodgers and those logos for everybody. When you're a guy who's one of one, look, you know, <clears throat> hockey, there are many of these guys clearly because it just doesn't get the power that like the NBA and the NFL have. But in baseball, you don't get many guys who move the needle. Mike Trout 
Nobody knows who Mike Trout is outside of baseball, at least what he looks like. I mean, he just, Derek Jeter, David Ortiz, right? There, It takes somebody special. Well, Otani's that times 100. I mean, the guy pitches and hits and does everything, and he's got the overseas population he brings in. It was Dodgers all the way. Like, I mean, the idea of him going to the Blue Jays, I, I hate saying this, and I, love, I happen to love the city of Toronto. I've been there many times. But it's crazy. Because he's in Hollywood. The guy's going to make millions upon millions off the field in addition to what he's going to make on the field. Do I think they'll win a World Series? You know how baseball is. It doesn't ever make any sense. And the format sucks. Because, you know, part of what people don't realize is, you know, the NHL, for example, you got too many teams that get in. And it, it makes it kind of too hard for the teams that, that you know, that's why how many president's trophies have we seen that they, they don't win? right? To the Capitals forever. And then finally they did it. Carolina seems to be great every year. And then it doesn't matter once they get into the playoffs because it's just too hard of a run. In baseball, it's become that way now because these teams that are the best teams, like the Dodgers will be, they get a bye and then they get cold and all of a sudden some team knocks them off in three to five days and they're gone. I can't guarantee it, but they're the best team in baseball for sure. I mean, Yamamoto made them the best team in baseball because I don't think people realize that dude has a chance to be the best pitcher in the National League this year. Like, that's how good the, Do- the Dodgers on paper are the best team in baseball, and, and it, that part's clear, for sure. So you're telling me that the Kansas City Royals don't have a shot this year? Yeah, I mean, they, the Kansas City Royals <laughs> haven't had a shot since I was there watching them in person winning two World Series, or should have won two. If not for Bumgarner, they would have won both, 2014-2015. One, one, one spark plug, though about Kansas City is Bobby Witt Jr. That guy is insane. Yeah, I love him. He's yeah. I just Am I crazy or did KC not go to the finals in like 2016? 2014 they 14. lost in game 14. 7 and 2015 they won the World Series. Yeah. yeah okay, they, so yeah, they would have repeated. Yeah. Like but it was their terrible. it was their it was their first time in the playoffs in 29 years the first time. Uh in 2014. And then they had were, two runs and but yeah, so anybody could wait. But look, I mean, it's like you know, the Tampa Bay Rays spend no money. They play in a disgusting building that is horrible in a terrible area for anybody to get to. That's from there, and they're, they're in it all the time. Like a couple things go the right way. I mean, they almost beat the Dodgers. You know, Blake Snell stays in the game, and they're in a game seven. Just go back a couple of years, right, or twenty twenty or whatever it was against the Dodgers. So. You know, I, I think the idea that, like, only teams that spend money, where the money get the Mets last year? Nowhere. Where to get the Yankees last couple of years? Nowhere. Where to get the Padres? Nowhere. Doesn't guarantee anything. However, money in Otani is different. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the Dodgers, the, Do- the Dodgers, the year after next, and remember, they're paying him now $2 million a year, right? Not this year, but the next year, when Otani is a pitcher and Walker Bueller is healthy, they're going to have Yamamoto, Walker Bueller, Otani, and so on and so forth, and Tyler Glasnow. They're going to have the best rotation in baseball. They're going to have the best lineup in baseball, which, by the way, includes Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. Um, doesn't guarantee you anything, but they are as stacked as the Golden State Warriors were those years that they won in the NBA. In baseball terms, they are a super team. No, they're, they're an all-star team, 100%. I mean, they got a better roster than half the teams in the league, you know? Um, I, you know all those years that you hosted, and you—I mean, 
unfiltered you host now. Um, yep. and you talk more than just baseball. I know that cause I follow. Yeah. Um, what I want to know your personal, who, who is your favorite ball player? Like in the last 30 years, don't go back. Oh, Babe Ruth. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a generic answer for everybody. Who, who's your favorite ball player that you love to watch? Well, my, my, so growing up, I was a Dwight Good, Daryl Strawberry, early Mets days, um, non-Mets, Ricky Henderson, Tony Gwynn, uh, some of my favorites lately, like the last, last, if we're going back 30 years, I was a huge Piazza guy in the nineties and into the two thousands with the Mets, big time. Uh, David Wright, for sure, who I had the pleasure of covering, who was just, I mean, really hard not to root for. Um, as far as non, Mookie Betts is definitely one of my favorite players to watch, for sure. Mike Trout, I mean, hard not to like him, uh, certainly. Um, Pedro was one of my favorites, which is why it was a pleasure to get to work with him for seven years, because I went to the school Boston University, so I, I spent years in Boston, and I was there for those amazing years. I got to see up close and personal. I mean, to me, 99 and 2000 are the best back-to-back pitching years in the history of baseball. Um, so Pedro certainly was on that list. I like I like Acuna. I mean, I, I hate the Braves, but I'm down here in Atlanta. And, I mean, he's a special player to watch. To me, speed has always been – I like athleticism. Like guys who just stand there and hit long home runs and do anything for me. I, I like the guys who can go out there and run in the outfield and field short stops. Uh, I love watching – I mean, Gigi mentioned wit. Like, I, I love watching guys like Corey Seager play. Um, I I love anybody who's got athleticism. But for sure, I would say right now, uh, Mookie Betts is probably my favorite player to watch. Scott Hatterberg. Because um, oh, Scott Hatterberg, <laughs> former Red Sox legend also. Pick I know you're referencing the A's from Moneyball, but also Red Sox legend, Scott Hatterberg. Yes, Troy. Hey, hold on. Troy, Tori. And uh, Troy, this is, a, this is a big day for Troy. He's so pumped to have you on. Uh, and, and we are too, Casey, as well. Um, I don't know the time. I think it's three minutes. I don't know if Casey has more. Troy, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, got, I got like 10 minutes. Sure. That's okay. all right. Perfect. Troy, uh, yeah. put another quarter in. Here you go. Keep going here. Ask away. Troy, Troy, give me one. Okay, go. So we, we've awesome. talked about the, uh, the Dodgers a good bit. I was telling Troy before the show, Two guys that stick out in my mind that I I wouldn't say underrated, but Eric Gagne and Raul yeah. Mondesi. I, yeah, I've Raul. seen them both play in real life yeah. and like just specimens. Yeah, well, Gagne had, you know, I mean, there's a lot of question about, you know, what he was on or not on or like, you know, how much is legit or whatever. But it, with Gagne, Here's a guy who 30 miles an hour, I think, differential between his fastball and his changeup. I mean, mm-hmm. which was just impossible. His his curveball. I mean, he was he had a great mix for a closer and Canadian, of course. Raul Mondesi, one of the best arms I've 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 seen. I didn't get a chance to watch Clemente. Obviously, I've seen all the video. Vlad Guerrero was probably the best arm in the outfield that I've ever seen in person. I was at a game in Shea where he threw on a line from deep right field from the wall to home plate. I'd never seen anything like that before. But Mondesi yeah. had a great arm in the outfield. Mondesi, I watched Mondesi do run. that at Wrigley one time. Yeah, his arm. He, like had a, he, he had a gun in the outfield. So I always think of him, and I know he had speed, he had some power, but I always think of him. It probably was a little bit of like a uh, – 
an underachiever. Like it seemed like he had more talent than like what his numbers ended up being. But his arm was ridiculous. He could throw the crap out of the outfield. Yeah. No, that's that's all I got. <laughs> so Casey, the next like crop coming up here. I'm just gonna spitball three names to you. You tell me yes, no. We got yep. Evan Carter, Texas. You got yep. Wyatt Langford, Texas. You got Kyle Manzaro from Cleveland. Are these guys legit in your opinion? I mean, we saw what Carter could do last year in the playoffs, but I mean, are these guys legit top end prospects that are going to be future all stars? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 always hard to tell from the all star perspective because then you get guys who like surprise you, like how many people were talking about Corbin Carroll going back like a year or two ago. It's not at this level what he would become. So, you know, to me, Carter just stands out because what impresses me so much is at 21 years old have the poise to step onto a stage like that and to succeed at that kind of a level in a postseason when you've never had those moments before. We've seen it recently, Jordan Alvarez, when he came up, I think about Andrew Jones back in the 90s when he was just a kid hitting home runs in the World Series for the Braves and people were freaking out because it was like he was like 18, 19 years old. Uh, um, Carter was super impressive. Like the poise on that kid – uh, but now we'll see if it's sustainable because it's one thing when you surprise people and you, I saw with Conforto with two home runs in a World Series game and you know, look, he's had some good seasons, but you know, once they start to kind of dial it up against you, the hard part about baseball that differs from these other sports, including hockey, it's like, okay, like Matt Barzell, you're really talented with the puck. And yes, everybody knows he wants to skate around. So you could try and defend and do things differently to him. But the skills are the skills. Austin Matthews is always going to be able to shoot. You're going to find different ways to get the puck on his stick. When you're talking about a batter and a pitcher, it's a totally different thing than any other sport has because it's that one-on-one. And now you have all of these metrics of here's where you like the ball pitched. Here's what you do in these counts. They're, they're, they're mapping out how you think in an at-bat. So there's that cat and mouse game of now they are preparing through their analytics of how to kind of go at you. And then as a kid, when you're not having that much success anymore, how are you going to bounce back? It's one thing I'll just know quickly. People don't talk about Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge came out like hitting home runs like mad when he first came up. It was maybe a season and a half later for like half a year to start the year. He was awful because they had flipped the book on him. And then he flipped it back and has not looked back since. That's when you know you've got a star because in baseball – once, as a pitcher or as a hitter, they get a book on you, it's different. It's just, it's just not like these other sports. It's like, you know, look, it doesn't matter what I know about Tom Brady. Like, if I give him enough time, he's going to kill me, and he's going to throw the ball wherever the heck he wants. It's not that way. Like, if I, if, I, if I could find the weakness in your swing and kind of, you know, execute on my pitches, I can get you out. So it's a little bit different. I want to see how he bounces back this year and if he can be successful. Okay. I have a question for the rapid fire questions after. So whenever yes. Troy wants to go to that and Tori, but I was just going to say rapid fire. I'm ready to go. Cause I know Tori's short or Tori Casey's short on time. So, okay. So rapid fire questions. Remember brought to you by the tower tap house, 1124 in Estevan, Saskatchewan. It's a tower, the tap house, 1124, great food, great people, great everything. So go there today. Do it. Um, yeah. Tower tap house, 1124. Okay. My question is, don't laugh. Is Billy Bean still involved <laughs> in baseball? Is he still the manager of the A's? 
Yeah, the GM, Billy Bean. Or what, what? Yeah, there's like 300 coaches in baseball. So is he the GM or is he the owner? Like, what, what is he still involved or no? Yeah. In in uh, Oakland or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, is Billy Bean still the GM? You know, he's not still the GM of the A's currently, is he? No, he's Billy not. Bean's still? No, he's not. No, he's not. No. You have a Billy Bean Moneyball. No, you are really into Moneyball. No, he's not. No. no all right. No, no. Next question as you went back to, no. back to your first comment about all about money. Should yeah. he have taken that offer from the Boston Red Sox? Oh. Uh, well, I would have. But I don't think he wanted the, you know, part of Billy liked being the big fish in the small pond. You know, being with the Red Sox and being micromanaged by you know, Warner and John Henry and all of that, that wasn't Billy Bean's style. So, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that would have been a fit necessarily. Um, but I was there and watched Theo do it. So they ended up, it ended up working out fine for the Red Sox when they got Theo Epstein. Last one. Have you ever met yeah. Billy Bean? Yes. Several cool. times. Yeah. Cool. And old times. Man, how about old man justice? David justice. <laughs> uh, I met David justice. I've met Billy Bean many more times. Billy Bean, he used to always, during our spring training tours, he would walk around in flip-flops on the field and, like, shorts and a T-shirt, just like just like some dude who rolled in from the beach, even though he was running the team. Yeah. I've been trying cool, to find cool. his contact somewhere to, like, get him on the podcast. I have he's a, a good dude. Questions for him, so. yeah, he's a laid-back, chill dude. If you want to throw a butt in his ear, Casey, that's all I ask. Thank yeah, you. he's a chill He's a chill guy, man. Love it. Okay, thanks, buddy. Boys, go ahead. All right, I, I'm I'm gonna let Troy have the last few questions. I've just got two quick ones. Favorite yep. and least favorite park to go to. Uh, favorite park, uh, two. San Francisco for sure is the best atmosphere combo and the way it looks. But the nicest park in the league is PNC in Pittsburgh. It's gorgeous. okay. And, and who has the at best least, food? Oh, at least would be the Trop and food. Uh. Where's the trough? Is that Oakland? Yeah, Tampa Bay. Tropicana, it's Miami, oh. isn't it? I, I like the food in Philly. I, I like cheesesteaks. Like, give me give me all that. I'm at a game. I don't need, like, like Texas is good. They get, like, huge turkey legs. Kansas City's got some barbecue. Minute Maid is pretty good. In Houston, they've got a bunch of stuff. But I like, I like, give me give me the big cheesesteaks out in Asper and Alley out in the outfield in Philadelphia. You know what I found Ooh. was really good? Casey was the uh, the nachos in the helmet in Anaheim when you get them. Oh yeah, those are good. Those are box. I mean that that's those a meal for four. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah, those They're are good. good. Not Dodger dogs. Anything but Dodger. Dogs. Dodger dogs suck. I agree. They're Had terrible. Them. They're, they're terrible. way overpriced. They're, and... they're awful. They're awful. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna ask you rapid fire American League yeah. champions this year. American League East. This year, the Yankees. West. Uh. Uh, I mean, I'm going to go Houston until somebody shows me otherwise. I'm going with Houston. I think it's it's very hard to repeat in this sport, and I think Texas will take a little bit of a step back. Okay, Central? That division is – it's a crapshoot of mediocrity. Usually I'll say Minnesota. Oh, you didn't say KC? No. Okay, and do the same for the NL? Uh, Braves for sure. Yeah. Dodgers for sure. Yeah. And I'll say Cubs. Okay, World Series final. It's super early, but I'll go uh, Dodgers for it's going to be Dodgers or Braves. But I'll go Dodgers and oh gosh, 
Hey, I have a feeling that Soto is going to be really freaking good with the Yankees. So I'm going to say Yankees. Okay. And the next time we get you on the show, we'll get closer to those predictions. Um, I don't know if you're a big golfer, but I am going to ask you a question regarding golf. If you had to do a foursome, any three people you could golf with, living, dead, whatever, famous, not famous, who would your foursome be? Uh, Living or dead? Up to you. Your call. Okay. Let's do both. Uh, George Carlin. Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> uh, uh, That's cool. I like that. <laughs> uh, Springsteen, George Carlin, and uh, uh, let's Kevin let's Kennedy. go. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Wow. That is that's oh. a first. That's a first. I want to keep your music I, I wanna, guy. I want to keep it interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got ten thousand questions. I know you're a busy man, and I know Casey, you will come back a second time if we ask. I know you absolutely, absolutely. Um, I know on behalf of myself, Tori and Drew, really want to thank you for coming off the hosel. Yeah, of course, guys. Anytime, man. I'll definitely we'll definitely do it again as the season gets going. And yeah, anytime you want to shit talk some hockey or baseball, I'm in. Just so you know, Drew and I wore these for you. Yeah, I love those. I love those. By the way, so don't hang up after. Yeah, don't hang up after the show here. Um, we'll we'll talk to you for like two minutes and then we'll, yeah. we'll let you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. there it is, episode one forty seven. Casey Stern, man, I appreciate it today. As Troy mentioned already, and so did Tori. Um, yeah, unbelievable. And reminder, everyone, puzzle fifty, forty eight hours. Get your swag today. It's time to relax and spend your weekend with family and friends at Tower Cafe, Willie's Tap House, and eleven twenty four Social House. Willie's Tap House is your local watering hole where you can enjoy good times, cold drinks, and spend that much-needed time with friends and family over the best gourmet pizza around. All righty, there is episode 147 with Casey Stern. Uh, I I have lots to say, kind of, but I'm going to let Troy take this one. And Tori has, uh, you know, Troy's been ha- trying to have Casey on for a long time now, and finally it worked out. Over Christmas didn't work out for us. Got him on for about 55 minutes, actually a little longer than expected. So appreciate that from Casey. And he said he would come on again. And I know Troy would love that. So uh, Troy, take her away. Yeah, no, Casey was a great guest. Uh, been trying to get a hold of him for damn near two years now. And we finally got him on. Uh, it's just his baseball knowledge is through the roof. He Any baseball question you have for him, he's going to answer it. Not only that, diehard hockey fan. Um, when we asked him in the rapid fire, his golf foursome, very unique answer that we haven't yeah. um, heard before, and we'll let our listeners hear that. But it was uh, it was a privilege to have him on the show, and I just I can't wait to get him back on. Especially, you know, maybe we'll have him on before MLB All Star break. You know, where the standings, see what's going on. He gave us his predictions of who's going to be there. He's obviously uh, heavy on the Dodgers. I hope they don't ever win a World Series, just like the Leafs. No offense, Tori, with the Stanley Cup. But uh, you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I hope the Leafs never win a Stanley Cup. I'm sorry, pal. I my my grandfather's rolling his grave when I say that because I just want that to be part of the legacy when we're all gone that they still haven't won yet. So who knows? So you don't want me to see one? Not in my lifetime. Nice friend. (laughs) Hey, you can go back in '67. They got footage of it. It was black and white, but no, it was uh, it was a great show. Really glad to have him on. And I'm, I have to apologize that I kind of 
took the reins on this one, but as Casey kind of found out, Drew really loves Moneyball, and um, that's his baseball <laughs> knowledge. So you can only yeah, go from there, my friend. It's funny because Tori said he's like, I feel like that's all you know about baseball, and I said no, I I, I think I play a little dumb to it, but like I like it. I just I feel like I I'm a big like I have to be there to love it. Like when I went to the NFL game when they in Arizona one time, I was like, this is sick, unbelievable. I'm trying to get into it now on TV. It's just hard. I don't know what maybe I'm so hockey orientated and golf orientated, but um, no, I do like baseball. Just I watch that movie like literally three times a month. So, and for me, Drew, baseball, I never got into as much as I am now. Probably well, 18 years ago, I guess. The fantasy baseball thing really got me into it. Now, people always ask me, are you a fan of being at the game live or would you rather be at home on your couch watching it? 90% of the people would say what? Home. Okay, Tori, you're actually really? part of the 10%. 90% of the people would say being at the ballpark, watching it live. To no. me, I find it so boring when when you're at a live game and you've got a 9 uh, pitch at bat and there's nothing happening between pitches it's just like oh my god it's like watching paint dry at least at home during a nine pitch at bat there's always statistics being posted at the bottom they're showing things in the crowd and as a as a, as a fantasy baseball player for myself the numbers are just like crack. it's like oh, i want to learn more or i want to know what his average is or what he's projected for and now with the era of baseball they with stack cast they're project when they, when they hit the ball of the park they know exactly how far it went you know, that's pretty cool. When you're in the ballpark, for example, me and, and the wife and the friends of ours were down in Anaheim for a game this past uh, April. We saw Angels with Otani and Trout and Kansas City with Bobby Witt. Three dingers, right? We're in the outfield. We're in left field. All three go to right field. And it's just like, where'd the ball go? I can't see it. You know, the sun's shining in my eyes, but people are standing up. So I don't know. For me, it's it's at home. I would rather watch a game. That, that's my opinion, and a lot of people would much rather be at the game. But if you ever get a chance, you guys, go to Anaheim. Not only do you get to watch Mike Trout, who's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, but you get nachos in a bucket, and it is a meal for four. They are intensely good. Guess what I, I want to do this summer, and I think maybe you should come with me. Minnesota or Minneapolis. I was there the last year of the Metrodome. I went to a three-game series. The, at the time, here. Cleveland. Only like eight hours, nine hours. No, it was 13-hour drive, I believe, to Minneapolis. Well, then over in Minnesota, then. One of them one of them is nine hours away. First of all, pal, Minneapolis is the capital of Minnesota, the state. Yeah, I know, but there's another place there, though. <laughs> well, you can go to Kansas this City, I guess. Tough, which is that, a couple this hours. is a tough look, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> we'll edit this okay. out. No, The uh, Twins play in Minneapolis. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, what's the next closest it, spot, then? Is that it? Well, Me you got Seattle. How far is that from Estevan? It's all probably, probably 14 hours. Way right? further. Oh, okay. that far? So I'm, yeah, I'm going to Minnesota, Minneapolis. Then. I'm going to the place. Minneapolis, Minnesota. What'd I say? Oh. You said Minnesota, Minneapolis. <laughs> so they call them the Twin Cities, Minneapolis and yes, St. Paul, now Minnesota. Okay. St. Paul. Do not, do not cut this. From. That's where Bomb Basement <laughs> I'm not cutting it. People make mistakes. It could happen. Yeah, uh, no. So we were there for the last year, the Metrodome. They actually had a little countdown where they peel a number off each game, how many games are left, and then now they're at uh, Target Field, which is I haven't been a beautiful ballpark on TV. So, Tori, let me ask you, how many ball games you go to living in the states? Like, what's close to you down in Alabama? Atlanta. Um, I 
so I've been to Wrigley Field. I've been to uh, Miller Park in Milwaukee, and then Turner Field and PNC Park. Like both of those are Atlanta. Um, okay. It's, yes. I mean, it's fun. I've I've been to a bunch of Braves games. I don't make a habit of it, but. Maybe every two years I'll go to a game. See, what I love about it, and I don't know if it's the same for you, when we go to Anaheim, you get tickets for twelve bucks. Like it costs. Yeah, you can get them dirt cheap. Costs more for a hot dog and a beer than it does for a ball ticket, you know. So I mean, like my list would be: I've been to Anaheim a few times. I've been to Dodger Stadium a couple times. Uh, the old Metrodome. Uh, Jill and I went to Petco in San Diego. I've been to Tropicana, not for a game. We got a walkthrough tour, and Casey's right. It's a dump. It's an absolute dump. Where's that? Tampa Bay. It is a dump. Like, you just wonder why when the players that sign there get out of there as fast as they can. First of all, you're playing on our official turf, right? It's yeah. one of the only one of the only teams in the league, I believe, that are on our official turf. It's a hell of a lot harder on your knees than it is natural grass, right? Uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's any other stadiums I've been to. Didn't you Anyways, go to like the? Didn't you go to Oakland? I thought you were in there one time. Uh, we walked. We went to Golden State Warriors game. Oh, yeah. to play at Oracle right. Arena, which you have to walk the Pedway, and right, it's right through the Coliseum. And that place is a dump too. It's like, the biggest and, mall and, stadium. No, leave. it's not. No, it's not. It was until I Dodger ooh. Stadium. Oh, okay. Sure. According to YouTube, it was. YouTube never... to you. And he was written off track here. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Tori, thoughts on the podcast? <laughs> no, it was good. <laughs> I'm just giggling. I'm sorry. Um, no, it was good. Uh, I thought Casey was real cool. Um, didn't know much about him, but very easy to talk to and uh, just cool dude overall. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that's it. Episode one forty-seven. We have a bunch. Oh, of- one more thing. How about Nick Dunlap? Okay, First amateur since nineteen ninety-one to win a PGA Tour event. That's sick. So, hey, do like, do they? Are they paid? You think? No, he didn't get a dime. Well, Gift he didn't get a dime that was. day for winning, but he got a lot of dimes for winning. He gets a uh, pro shop money. Um, cool. yeah, he'll get, he'll get quite a bit <laughs> gift cards to golf town. Yeah. Oh, he's, man. he's going to be okay. Okay. Uh, my last code. two cents. Yeah, good. Anybody out there is listening and you want to try something new and you want to try something fun, get some pickleball in. It's yeah. intensely fun, amazing exercise. And like I was saying earlier in the pre-show coming in the future here, we are going to have a sponsor from, Neonic out of Southern California. They produce and make pickleball paddles. And uh, it's an addictive sport, I'm telling you. Just try it. Try it once. You'll be hooked. Even for the youngins like Drew. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. I watch on TV once in a while. It's on in the lounge. Uh, okay. Episode 147. Casey Stern. Reminder. And thank you to all our sponsors. Taylor Made Golf. Rolo Golf, uh, Last Mountain Distillery. I almost said golf. Um, what else we got here? Let's go. Jeff Will, Jeff Will and Remax. Boom. 
what else we got? Neonic in the future. Neonic in the future. The movie. Back to the future. And thanks to Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Any more? Uh, I, I think we have more sponsors, don't we? God, I feel bad. Oh, come on. The Tower Cafe, 1124, and the Tap House. Going there after the game tonight. Big wreck game. I know you said it once, but I'm going to say it again. Rollo Golf. Rollo Golf. Reminder for 48 Hazel. hours. 48 hours. Hazel 50. On all orders. Do it now. Do it today. Do it now. 48 hours. I want some of that Tap House grilled. Some of their food. That sounds delightful. The pizza. The I feel pizza. like four days a week. It's unbelievable. Okay. Is that it, fellas? We're good? Anybody? The oh. only thing we didn't talk about is the uh, plus 13, plus 14 in here in the last few days in Saskatchewan. That's the only thing we didn't cover. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. Plus 13 today. Uh, yeah. I heard, I heard uh, uh, God bless. What's it? What's Maple Creek? Maple, Maple Creek. Plus 23. Plus like 21 plus, or something? Plus 21, yeah. <laughs> yeah, our plus golf course open up tomorrow, so I'm excited to play. <laughs> yeah, get a quick nine in. All right, boys. I love y'all. Okay, episode one Casey Stern. We'll talk to everyone next week. Peace. See ya. Thanks for listening to Off the Haza Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Reminder, all our podcasts are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Be sure to check out all our channels. Like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. <laughs>